uh, James, the episode yes. hasn't started yet, yes. but we have to add an audio track to the beginning. Uh, why are <laughs> yeah. we here? Well, um, back in, well, back when Shang-Chi came out on Disney Plus, I went through the initial bits of it to place the little segments of what I like to call the Ten Rings throughout the years ah. um, in where they go in the timeline. And we, we always know that the MCU wiki is nipping at our heels on these new releases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I will go back and see if they, I'm going to say this in a, in a way that could be condescending. And I mean, it in, I mean it with maximum respect. I go and see if there's anything valuable that they have evidence wise that they've picked this time. And I picked that time. And so we're only recording one pre-roll addendum as opposed to redoing the whole all you know pre-rolls for all of them because the other things that they had they were like i don't know it's in this time and i'm like yeah mine's in that time too however we recorded an episode for shang chi that we released in may mm -hmm. that what we said in 1941 because i saw by bonds and the the clothing and like the technology you, you'll right. hear we're, yeah, we're yeah. about you'll we're, hear us. we're about to say it yeah right. yeah, yeah mcu wiki folks saw something that i didn't see they saw a newspaper before the bus or after the bus passes i forget which way the bus is going there is a a, a, a black soldier standing next to a newsstand where there's a headline on the newspaper colin oh the headline says captain yeah. america to receive medal of honor captain america wasn't a thing in 1941 right Steve Rogers was just getting his ass kicked in theaters and behind alleys. Right, and, and behind stuff. that alley and yeah, behind and that, that diner. Right, exactly. Going he was to watching sports cartoons games and the like. in the theaters and stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, start the cartoon. So he... <laughs> start the cartoon. And, and Steve was the one yelling that because it was uh, pre, pre-war. Yeah. <laughs> I copied this. Um, I copied this. Uh, from the MC Wiki, because I feel like it's a good, concise explanation. Okay. It says, a newspaper stand near the building reads, Captain America to receive Medal of Honor. Captain America received the Medal of Honor in December of 1943 for the rescue which occurred on November 3rd, 1943, which you'll have just heard us talk about in previous episodes. In um, December of 1943? He receives the Medal of Honor then. Which is not the ceremony that he isn't there for because he's planning. That's like, I, I don't know. They, they said December of 1943. Okay, huh. I um, it was November. Hmm. So, so, it says the explosion can therefore be approximated to the midpoint of these dates, with the midpoint of these dates, which is November 17th, 1943. Oh. So I think the far-fetched part is that something would happen on November 3rd that was really great. And then there would be like a month between that and the medal. And also that there would be two weeks between the event and the announcement of the medal. And then two more weeks between the announcement of the medal right. and the receipt Right. It has to be right after or right before one of those right. two things. I think November... So we don't have anything in December of 1943. Okay. So I'm fine putting it as the last thing in 1943. And here's the fun thing, and then I'm, I can be done with this pre-roll. As we're recording this on August 22nd, 2022, which will be for you in five minutes, we are in the last week of releasing 
1943 episodes. We will release our yeah. last 1943 episode on the 26th, which means if you wanted to make this pre-roll update on the 27th or 28th, right. it would actually make timelineical, that's a word, mm-hmm. sense for where we're putting it, and it'll be fresh in the people's minds about what we're talking about. Yeah. So the Shang-Chi explosion had a one more clue than I thought, and it was a crucial clue because it talks about Captain America's existence. Wow. It's like they're all connected. It's like they're all connected. Good eye, MCU Wiki. You, you, hey, your two eyes in Wiki are pretty crucial. Boo. Boo. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this uh, breaking news, breaking timeline news addendum. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get into the show, James? Let's do it. Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. Sorry, and I'm Colin Parker, your other host. I keep doing that. In this show, we're going through the MCU, assembling the timeline, scene by scene, in historical order, until the end of time. That's right, Colin. And we have just the briefest of moments here. The briefest here. of moments. We are, uh, this is part of the montage uh, that we've been working through from Shang-Chi. This is the mm-hmm. first one that we haven't had to backdate. Uh, Ooh, we are in. Fancy. Well, yeah, it is, you know, it is fancy. It's it's new and improved. It's the, it's the way of the future, or at least it takes place in the future from the past, which is the present. So we are, <laughs> um, we are talking the about. Present. Sh- the current present, uh, future, past, past, future, train. So we are talking about Shang-Chi. Uh, we're going to start at 2 minutes and 49 seconds. You're going to end 5 seconds later at 2 minutes and 54 seconds. Here's what happens. As the narrator says, toppled governments, a double-decker bus drives by, a hand comes from off-screen with a remote, triggers it, and the building in front of the camera explodes. It's the top floor of the building. Like, one floor of the building explodes. Mm-hmm. So we set this one in 1941, and that may lead you to a particular question, Colin. I believe it would be... you get more and more musical with the way you ask that particular question as one human individual every time. And I love it. Um, Thank you. So uh, here's what I was thinking, because as we know, with Shang-Chi, I am literally just flying by the seat of my pants down into the Arctic Ocean. Um, so here's why I picked 1941. Okay. For, for one, there was nothing on the timeline in 1941. That's that's a, sure. that's a crucial, crucial um, point. I picked the UK because of the double decker bus. And the signage on it was in English. Makes sense. What the hand doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Listen uh, so I pe- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that uh, the when Wu Shu and Wu did topple governments from uh, everywhere from a thousand to thousands of years ago? Um, so <laughs> never uh, gonna let that one go. <laughs> nope. So I picked it because of the double decker bus. There's also an advertisement for war bonds in English. So I felt like the UK was a decent guess. London, sort of the the right colors of of, of buildings, kind of deal. Yes, the British salute. Um, I'm doing the British salute on screen. I realize that this is an audio podcast, so you won't notice it. But I think it's the movie Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer on an, on a submarine that uh, there's someone. Nope. It's uh, it's 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 better than that. It's Renaissance Man with uh, Danny DeVito as an English teacher for the army, um, and he gives the like British salute, and the, mm-hmm. the very serious military man is like, "That's the way the British do it. We do it like this." And then at the end of the movie, he does it right, you know, because he's learned. He's learned just as much as he's taught them. That's all. Besides the point. Short episode. So, uh, war bonds that puts us in World War Two. The remote device. I looked up like remote devices and. I saw stuff that that matched for like World War One era, and this looked more like sort of a World War Two era, or maybe slightly into the fifties sort of deal. Um, the UK entered the war in nineteen thirty nine, so I figured nineteen forty one seems decently plausible. I think that we could probably go from nineteen forty one to as late as maybe like the like the early sixties would probably also be okay, but. Mm-hmm. War bonds. No, actually, we can't. War bonds. War bonds puts us in the in the war because I don't think that war bonds did. They I don't think they did war bonds for other future wars, like the Falklands and stuff that people in Britain know as those wars that we did in the 20th century, and which I think of as not the ones that we did. Um, so most of them, okay. I guess, some of them was. So uh, that is sort of what I've seen before that year, and then this is sort of the other. Um, think of like I was I was sort of thinking about this montage and here's sort of uh, my, here are my thoughts on it okay the main thing that I think about the scene is how it continues the gradual distancing that Wenwu is putting between himself and these coups it starts with him mm. leading the charge by himself then we saw him fighting amongst the other warriors then two assassins that were presumably neither of them Wenwu but they were success- they were susceptible to capture like they were there mm-hmm. on the like they could have been captured and now we have a bomb being remotely detonated by someone whose face we never see because the person yeah. is just an extension of the weapon right so it's it's just like they may as well be lmds because it's just you are a person that walks in walks into frame with the remote we don't need to see your face or know your story or know anything about you you are part of the 10 rings Wow, but you're just a cog in the wheel. Ensemble for this, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows whose hand? I mean, that'd be a cool piece of trivia. Hey, if you are the person who filmed the footage of detonating this uh, device, and you listen to our show, we'll we'll have you on. So just go ahead. Someone and, and, someone messages us. Someone messages us, and they go, "It was just CGI." They didn't even get a real person to do it. Oh like, wouldn't no! That be wild. Yeah. Or maybe they got like a famous hand model to do it. Yeah, like such as uh, Muggsy Hands McGee and uh, Betty Lucius Albatross. Huh, okay. Yeah, I'll trust you. Yeah, I I know those are the only ones I know though. Sure. <laughs> 1940s hand model reference. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. All right. <laughs> All right. So if we don't know the hand, we don't know the hand. We don't know the foot. Talk to the hand because the Shu and Wu don't understand. Um, oh, I've never heard that one. 
Yeah. Oh, so it's, top of the hand because the ears aren't listening. No, it's it's. I believe it's talk to the hand because the face don't understand or something like that. Because and then talk to the palm because because you ain't the bomb. Hmm. But this guy was the bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's it's those things of like you say those he, he and they have to rhyme. He, was, he wasn't the bomb, but he held the bomb. Right. Mm, the second Chris Cross album was called Da Bomb, and I, I enjoyed dot it, com? but not as much as. Uh, no, it was before dot com. It was nineteen ninety probably six. That makes sense. So not before dot com, about, but. Like, do you ever think about how at one point though saying something the, was the bomb dot com was like actually like a cool thing? Wasn't was that it? weird? Was I, I feel like they were they it was always presented as if that was cool. Hmm. I mean, By like, whom? you know, it's part of slang, you know what I mean? I think you were tricked. Okay. I mean, I never used it. Tricking was... Colin is the bomb.com. Speaking of bomb.com, we'd like to talk to our uh, sponsors today. Bomb.com for, no, I'm kidding, oh. God. Bong.com for all I'm your. So, the thing is, I'm so terrified, but I really want to know if the bomb.com or dubomb.com is a thing. I got but it. I'm, I feel like I'm going to end up on a list. Dubbomb.com. Nope. It's parked free courtesy of GoDaddy.com. <laughs> I so feel like it. it's like, I think if you buy it, you instantly get put on like a right. no fly. What if it's a, just a tribute? It's my website for my tribute album to that second crisscross album. Oh. Yeah. But it's done by all Christian hip hop artists. Christian yeah. Cross. Hmm? <laughs> that sounds wiggity, wiggity, wiggity whack. It does. Anyway, you know what's not whack? What is not whack? Is moving on. (laughs) That's true. That's fresh. Funky fresh. (laughs) And you think any of those are cooler? Radical, 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 radical. What is that from? The Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the flashback. Right, that is right. When It's like little little baby Michelangelo jumping over Danny. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Because he's also like, and the pizza. Like that that whole little bit. I'm like, they're walking around. Yeah. Bossa Nova? Chevy, Chevy Nova? Nova? Mm. The fact that the origin stories in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first movie, are conflicting stories really bugs me. It always has. Yeah, it is a little weird. It's just a retcon. Why would he tell people the different... Like, I tell my sons this, but I tell you, a strange boy, a much more intimate story. <laughs> Dan. I think maybe it was just a matter of, like, you know, having different budgets or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. You and I should do like a like a bonus content, Patreon bonus content for watching the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. God, I would love that. And also the second one. Yeah. But and then not we'll the talk third. about the third one because it has time travel, but it's not good. So Yeah, it's a bad movie. I want um, it to be good because it's time travel, but instead we'll play the video game Turtles in Time. And I can't remember the line, but Corey uh, Feldman has a mm. line delivery in the third movie that like... I don't remember what it is, but I know that anytime I have heard the line, I immediately go, there it is. Like, I just like, <laughs> that's it's, the it's, one. It, I'm, it's like that thing where I'm like, anytime I have talked about, it, like, I know that I used to remember it because I know that I've talked about it before. But anytime I've heard it, I've been like, it's like, it's that, you know, DiCaprio meme, the like leaning right. forward and yeah. pointing at the screen. That, that's me during that part. Yeah. It's like when they're trying to break into that one like castle like area, you know. What I remember is that April has a lantern. That's literally it. It's like a lantern on a stick, which is really yeah. weird. It's on like a, a stick. Yeah, like Correct. on a post. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember about the time travel one, which is actually really telling about the quality of that movie. Yeah. Oh, However, I movie. can quote Secret of the Ooze till the cows oh, come God. home. Same. And Leo, like, uh, we'll it's probably... Kino. Oh, Don, come on. I know that we'll probably 
cut a lot of this, but like you and I talk frequently about the oh, Jose Canseco bet. Tell me you didn't pay for this. It's like cricket. You got to understand crumpets to understand cricket. Huh, 50 points. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Shortest That's episode. Shortest episode. Well, I mean, we'll cut all that, so. I mean, yeah, we're, we're at 15 minutes now with all of that, so. What's up, Patreon? What's up, dudes? Calbunga. They don't stab anyone because now it's human kids instead of robots. <laughs> And that's my fundamental problem with these movies. I want to see more kids stabbed. What's up, Patreon? So where were we? We were talking about it was a hand. You know, actually, the hand or the foot and like the ten rings, it's not entirely ungermane to be talking about the foot clan with this with this topic. I mean, that is true because the foot is just the parody of the hand. I wish you'd been there when I was watching Daredevil, the television mm-hmm. show, for the first time, and I realized foot hand splinter oh, yeah. stick yeah it's that's all the ninja turtles is it's just like it, a giant because in their original like story that they that they had like kind of written up and drawn and stuff was that the same ooze that took matt murdoch's eyes right. was what hit the turtles right and that's how they became which i think is great i mean i love, love that, that they're like cool we did this thing oh we're not through that publisher well anyway we're doing ah. it anyway Anyways, hey Colin, do you want to take us to some social media of some yeah. sort? Yeah, well, I can't real quick. Do we actually finish what we were talking about? Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, then here we go. Or, or you know, or not? I guess you'll find out. And when you edit this, right? That's so true. If I'm done with what I had to talk about, unless you wanted to comment on what I said about like the slowly pulling away and distancing himself from the direct no, assassination thing. Um, but it is kind of cool when you think about it that with his network he still can do these attacks the same way that he launches out his 10 rings that he mm-hmm. physically has on him Ooh, he pushes them like out that. into the world and then he uses his 10 rings to uh-huh. go out into the world right yeah they are his rings wow yeah. i thought you were doing a weird transition to the scavengers network no. but you actually were going to say something incredibly insightful about the 10 rings organization yeah Tom, i stand corrected i sit corrected uh, but with that being said, you can use your network for something better. And I'm going to use my network for something better right now and recommend to you a little show called Side Character Quest. Side Character yeah. Quest is so good. Uh, it is a one-on-one tabletop role-playing game, uh, narrative fiction, uh, so improvised storytelling, but all with, uh, based within the world that Ty, the DM, has created. Uh, and some guests have come back and done multiple arcs, and sometimes some of them are essentially just there for one bit of the story, but they all build up towards one larger world and lore and story. Uh, and the sound design on it is just simply incredible. Um, Podcube and side character quests are two things that constantly have me like trying to do better with what I, whatever I do. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they inspire me and push me further every time. Uh, and Side Character Quest is actually, I think, right around the time that this is coming out, I think is when the next arc will be dropping. Now is the time to hop in and uh, get learning about the world around you 
in. It's not character quest. Absolutely. Uh, and you can find uh, you know clips and stuff like that of the show on the Scavengers Network website. You can go to the you know this the side character quest page, take a listen to an episode, find it on uh, whatever app you use uh, from there, and uh, go from there. And that's Ty, who was one of the hosts of the Scavengers Scramble episode of, of the yes, show. Yes, correct. Thank you. I almost forgot to say that. Uh, the one and the same. And with that. I think it's time to head out and head into a new episode next time. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode, this very short and brief episode of Timeline Scavengers that definitely didn't have any tangents cut out of it. Nope. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior. Fellow Chucker. (laughs) Ah, fellow Chucker, eh? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.